We the content. <laughs> we. TV. How are you doing? I'm good. I think, you know what, I got a really interesting taxi driver on my way here. Okay. And he was, um, he was a really lovely guy, but he was one of those, I'm not buying the COVID bullshit kind of thing. Which really gets a tongue in cheek with me, mainly because he saw it in like the financial aspect of it. So like, he was like, all this money that they're putting into this whole track and trace, it's bullshit, all of this. And all I mean, this. true. Which is true, I understand and respect that, but he thinks that they're making, I don't know, I saw it as a bit of tongue in cheek. He was like, I feel like they're making a massive hoopla over nothing. So he was trying to say that, like, um, okay, I agreed with him on this, how the cases are always, like, maybe the true cases to what's really going on. Yeah, they're being conflated, 100%. Absolutely, and he was saying how he didn't really appreciate how they just put us in tier, tier three and rejected our request of being funded more money as, like, yeah, a city. Yeah, completely fair enough. Exactly, but he was like, when you go to Dubai, they all have their thermometer guns, they all make sure the moment you leave your house, you wear a mask and stuff, and he's saying, I'm just getting tired with how the UK are making us do all these things, but then... You can go shopping and half of the people aren't wearing masks. Mm. Some people don't think. And I was like, but that's why I feel like they're making such a hoopla. I was like, you're not stupid. I'm not stupid. So if someone says to us, okay, if you wash your hands all the time and, you know, maybe sometimes wearing a mask, if you are ill or whatever helps, then do so. But you're going to get those people who don't read between lines. Mm -hmm. So if you scream and shout, it's like when you're at school and teachers will shout at you for that one person. Yeah. That one person's not going to get it. Mm. But all of you as a collective will. And if you all start mimicking what she's shouting about and not doing it again, then that one person will also follow that. True. But... We've been in a pandemic for since, well, for the best part of a year now. Mm. Because think about it, the first wave was literally before the I first. The first wave was like in November, but no one really knew was that it was on. Corona yeah. and what was going on. Mm. And then in February, there was more talks, mm. and then it was March. Like everything was lock off. Yeah, I feel like the government's always been so obsessed with keeping secrets. True. It's always like, I feel like we're like kids, you know, when you're at home and your parents are talking and you come in and they change the subject. So you yeah. kind of know there's something going on, but you never really know the gravitas of it. Yeah. And I think that's a problem, like I was trying to say to him, well, in Dubai, they must, there seems like some form of clear communication yeah. where you don't get that. And transparency. Exactly. But do you think that's because, and, um, well, I mean, Dubai, is Dubai smaller? Yeah, Dubai would yeah, be smaller. smaller. So, like, um, there's a part of me that I'm wants getting... to say that control in Dubai is going to be very different to control in the UK. And because also... there's so many different people in the UK that are from um, walks various of walks of life mm. that when they get a consistent message, they might have different interpretations of that message yeah it could be as simple as stay alert however if you're saying stay alert and then you've got pictures of white people at the beaches and then you have lockdown happening in manchester the same night as eid yeah, yeah. your alertness is going to be conflicted yeah you're oh i don't need to be alert i don't need to be that alert there's nothing to do with me it's yeah not my business kind of thing it's like, it's like active instead of instead of um 
active participation or going against the grain. They're sort of just sitting on a fence with uh, um, maybe, let's say I'm talking about like less vulnerable individuals. Mm. Um, then they're sort of sitting on this fence of active, um, well, complacency, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as well... I don't know. I feel like I always get really conflicted because the topic of COVID is something that's always going to be discussed, like how I said, in that taxi cab. So I always try and talk it's about... It's like a conversation starter now, isn't it? It's like, no, how's the no, weather? No, how's no, COVID? Is, you got your truck and are, are you staying how safe? Are you how are we going to see each other? Oh, I can't see you because I have to isolate for these couple of days or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think I really decided to be quite ignorant about it all until... Because I think, you know, I have to go to work in a public area. Yeah. I'm surrounded by people who I don't know what they're doing all the time. Yeah. I don't know who they've just you're, seen. You're probably the cleaner. Person out of the group. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or Well, you have to be because you're washing your hands. All the time. I'm constantly talking, constantly talking to people, constantly having a mask on. I feel like until they say made a lockdown or maybe... I don't know, like, I sometimes feel really bad saying I want to be oblivious and ignorant to it because then I feel like people are going to be like, well, you just feel like that because nothing really hasn't no. happened to you or your family. But, like, no, but just that's talk. not it. That's not it at all. It's that whole thing of, like, you want to be ignorant because you don't want to be fueled by the scarcity. Yeah, if I guess. People, like, let's say all the people that are traveling right now, mm. like, don't let guilt follow you just because scarcity is present. Yeah. Like, if you're being ushered to travel, travel. Just be safe with your travel. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just be considerate. Just don't... When you are when you have to isolate, isolate when you do. When you have to... Um, I don't know... Um, take longer precautions of getting A to B, then yeah, do. That's yeah. the cost you make for the um, travel. But don't feel bad because you're travelling. Like, no, yeah, OK, true, true. I, I honestly, I think there's a difference between, um, I don't know, especially at the start of this pandemic, we were all, like, paranoid. We were all looking at the numbers, the death toll mm-hmm. rates just going up, 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 up. Even living in South Manchester, you can imagine how... Um, much scarcity there is because Fallowfield was literally on the map. Mm. Fallowfield was like one of the big is one of the biggest areas mm. of Corona because mm. of like student and stu- just a, and a multitude of things. Mm. So if I want to be ignorant, that means that I want to live in a world or live in a reality where I'm not just engulfed by the pandemic itself. Like mm-hmm. I'm basically. Like, even now, I was in Fallowfield yesterday, right? I'm going to wash my hands when I leave the house. I'm going to wash my hands when I'm out of the house. I'm going to yeah. wash my hands after I use the bag. Yeah. I still yeah. need to yeah. go to Fallowfield. I'm not going to... You can't hold your life just because something's trying to... Exactly. Your life. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing. Don't get me wrong. There is that fear factor of... Um, the fact that, um, yeah, there's a higher rate. But then also, I could just wear my mask and mind my business. Like, I think... I don't know, it's back and forth because sometimes I'm like, I don't know, I want to be ignorant because I don't want to be fueled by all the scarcity that I see in the media and all the scarcity that's projected onto me by ignorant um, individuals. Mm -hmm. So like Leo was saying this on the last episode, no, Research and Reflect, how she doesn't like how the government were using statistics to drive this hysteria, to drive this fear. If you're going to the general public, oh, we need to keep our Z score this, we need to do this, that then they don't know what those things are. 
They're very patronizing. Use, it's very patronizing, but now they're using this information to um, belittle others. Mm. Like, I don't know. I think another reason why I'm so fueled by this is because the pandemic has also shown us how ableist the world is. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really... Um, like it's really it's, this pandemic has really woke me up to how ableist this whole world that we live in is I want to I want to mention something that annoys me dominoes are like to comply with social distancing wait come in George come in to comply with social distancing in our kitchens we've removed the gluten free bases from our menu but now they're bringing in loads of other stuff back but the gluten free stuff gone and then all the places are just closing down public toilets like all of the stuff like they've reducing staff like how are people in wheelchairs supposed like there's so much stuff that in reopening is hurting everyone who not even who are like fully disabled but Mm -hmm. you know everyone who has reduced mobility dietary needs who has you know mental health disorder everyone's just been thrown to the wayside i got irritated with this whole situation with mental health because everybody was like oh the pandemic is like increasing people's like mental health and like making it worse and stuff and i was like do you know what a lot of people have a lot of issues whether they want to call it a mental health issue whether they want to call it some conflict they're dealing in within themselves this has been going on for ages for ages and I got so angry that now because people are in confined areas they can't leave and whatever maybe annoyed is the wrong word but I felt like I hated that it's like with the whole Black Lives Matter thing now because everybody is feeling this certain type of way mm. now everybody has to talk about it yeah. do you know how many people deal with mental health issues self-harm and, mm. and hate themselves and go through all this hatred every single day so many people we've been talking about the increase of men, male suicides for a long time now we've mm-hmm. been talking about suicide just in general for a long time now so now you're telling me because um, things are now suddenly getting documented mm. like George Floyd's death or the guy who died at Man Uni's um, accommodation mm-hmm. now we want to act on it oh yeah. I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry that just because it was someone close to you now that it matters to the masses when before these kind of things were not so highly regarded or cared mm. for and even though everybody's like no was it bad or bad public or bad publicity is good publicity I feel like I feel with this whole COVID thing, it annoys me because it's addressing a lot of things that have been problems within myself and with people around me. And now people are like, guys, 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 guys. guys we I want to talk about mess. it because now it's affecting me and the people around me. And it was just like, so so when it wasn't a problem and it wasn't an issue that would affect mm. you and a ma- massive group of people, like, it doesn't matter kind of thing. No, I get that. And it's very... It's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's a joke. It's like, look, my mum, yeah, my mum always used to say to me, Sarah, everyone's learning the same thing at different times right mm. and I'm not gonna lie to you like that knowing that being dark skinned living in Windsor that saved me because I was able to sort of not um, completely uh, uh, appreciate what people were doing or people yeah. were saying that were around me mm-hmm. but I could understand that everybody is learning the same thing at different times we all have different routes taking us there we have all different experiences that help us digest that information mm-hmm. unfortunately 
that does mean for a lot of the time you see things in their entirety when people only can see things in their facets because they can only go as far as they've what as as far as they've taken themselves but if you've been taken x y and z because that's what you've been exposed to you're going to feel in conflicts because your whole world is on a different range and wavelength compared to the latter. But this is what annoys people. When you suddenly put this problem in front of people's faces now, then they go, I want to learn. I want to educate myself. Oh, yeah. That's what annoys people. Oh, for sure. But that's why we need to centre the people in the margins first. Like... We could be having this conversation about white people and black people. We could have this conversation by about cisgender and transgender people. We could have this conversation with um, so many different communities. Um, but we need to centre the individuals on the margins because that's the only way that we're going to actually do it right. Then how do we do that? We need to hire them in their spaces. We need to make not just 50% of what's visually seen... Um, in organisations, but the people in the background need to be 50% of a marginalised community as well. That's how you provide inclusive environments. I think it's easier... Said than done, completely. And I also <laughs> think it's easier to to mask it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for Oh, example, tokenism is real! I always found it funny because my mum called me when the whole thing with the whole Black Lives Matter thing happened and she called me and she was like, this is your opportunity to rather jump on the bad wagon and say you're a token in business and say it is what it is or you can flip it and have to work your way up so she's like are you going to because she said either way both of them are a level of stress yeah. So are you going to want to be organic and genuine and work your way up the right way yeah. and then take hardships of maybe not being hired because of whatever reason or whatever? Or are you going to accept the fact that you're going to be more attracted to people because you are a black woman yeah. and inclusivity and diversity is mm. what this company needs right now? I know exactly what you mean. Thing. And it's an awkward... Not, this is why I'll never blame... Never blame. <laughs> Never blame an individual from the, I hate the word, but BAME community for whatever the choice they do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's wayward people in any fucking community. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that with full it's chest. Nice. I just Thank you, thank you. Um, obviously, there's wayward people in any community, but I'm trying to say, like, um, let's say now, um, there's certain uh, black women in the media might have to downplay certain issues because of the environment that they're in, because they want security of their job, they want the, um, well, they want they want their job, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. they want their job, and that's fair enough. Don't get me wrong, there's, um, there's ways going about the thing. If you if you're if you're there saying black, as a black woman, oh, all lives matter, then I'm gonna have to- Call you out on it. Call you out of it, it's gonna be a swift left exit, out of the no, <laughs> out yeah. of the shop yeah. because you're mad. <laughs> it's simple as that. But there's also ways of going about things. Like I understand why some people might not want to, you know, shake the table because they don't know what the impact is going to have on their future. I think we all kind of know the impact, though, don't we? I mean, like, now we fucking know. It's like, it's like yes or no. It's like I had a, a dissertation to do the other day. 
which I finished. I just had to add. I was really happy about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> I'm acting like I'm the only person who's never had to, who's ever had to do that. Before. No, but the thing no. is, the other day you are. No, yeah. I no, in the day you are. I literally be like, oh my god, my dissertation. <laughs> Round. Did you guys know me? You need doing a dissertation. Yeah, do that was me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Around the library, being like, oh, my dissertation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, yeah. You, that's another thing. We're all the center of our own universe. Yeah, like, so true. It's like we all get so stressed out. We just need to respect the stress and move forward absolutely forward ever backwards never but I had to um, I decided okay so the reason why I'm saying this is when I did my um, start again during lockdown with the whole death of George Floyd the whole Black Lives Matter and I think I called you actually no you called me and I said to you that it's just been very stressful in the sense of like the idea that you could lose friends you could gain friends you mm-hmm. see people's true colours you kind of lose like not even like maybe lose friends but like you distance yourself from people yeah. and then you're like oh shit like you're not my boy then okay yeah, yeah, I get yeah, you yeah. I get you it is what it is kind of thing yeah and you're like so, oh shit I had to learn that with you again do you know Jeez. what I mean like yeah. and so when I was doing my dissertation I had to do the um, incident with Gucci when they made the blackface balaclavas and turtlenecks okay did you see this? It was this couple of years back. This was like maybe like two years ago now yeah 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 I saw this and I remember I called my mum and I was like if you worked in a fashion house and let's say you were part of like production, buying and merchandising, and then you see that your creative director has now made this thing. As a black woman, what would you do? Mm. And she goes, and I'm working for Gucci. And I was like, yeah, and she goes, and I'm paying well. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, and I live in Italy. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm not saying anything. Mm. And I said, why? She was like, I'm in Italy, a very well paying job. If no one else called it out prior, that's not my business. I'm buying and merchandising. And I was like, but this is a merchandise that you're selling. Mm. And this is the company that you work for. And she goes, but Danny, what am I going to do? They'll mm. go, okay, tell me why you think that's blackface. Mm. Show them all these minstrel artists. And like the CEO even said, that's not our culture. We mm. don't do that kind of thing. But everybody knows what a gollywog is, who samba is, mm. who mommy is, who who what a minstrel is. Mm. Like literally, when I was reading this article, they were saying Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Robert Downey Jr. What's his name? Um, Justin Trudeau, the Canadian mm-hmm. Prime Minister. All of these people have done blackface at one point in their life. Mm. Everybody knows what it is. But it was able to be sold a year after the shirt runway happened. Mm. No, for over a year after the runway had happened. And no one said anything. No one picked up on think, it. Um, do you think your mother's response, though, is based on a generational thing? Yeah, absolutely. Because even myself, I would also be like, that's not my business. Mm. And I, I, oh, I agree so, with that. So you would say it's not your business as well? I would be so scared to lose my job. I already I mean, okay, true, true, I wouldn't, but that's true. Because, like, I mean, the thing is, there's so much politics behind that. Because yeah, you don't want to lose your job. You're working a very high um, established um, fashion industry, fashion brand. Mm-hmm. You are also in Italy, so you're living in a racist fucking environment. Exactly, exactly. Even though there are people that migrated into that place so long ago, long ago yeah. that they yeah. are actually from, Italian. They're actually Italian, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't know. But I do don't know. But you know what I said to her? Do you know what I I couldn't I get myself do? in that position. Like, I know it sounds really messed up because nobody's better than anybody else, but I couldn't physically put myself in that position because it would remind me of every single experience that I've been with before. But this is when the motto, the saying, like, take the ball by the horns, I would have jumped in and I would have been like, by the way, 
to fix this issue have you heard of Dapper Dan? And then yeah. done what they did. And then the CEO go to Harlem, meet Dapper Dan, understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And then, you know, the following year, then you have on the um, Met Gala red carpet, you have Ashley Graham. So first of all, you've got a black designer, you have a plus size model, mm. you're killing two birds with one stone. So you're going, okay, I'm sorry. But Ashley Graham is problematic as fuck. I kind of like her. But she's called problematic as fuck. You know what? Wait, can I say why I like her? Can I say why I like her? You can tell me why you like her in Decoding the Messes. Okay. 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 Write it down. Write it down. Because I want to know your point. But I think we're going to have to talk about... I need to say now, Okay, tell me. Tell me. Okay. You can go into detail later. Okay. But we need to start the episode. Okay, let me just say this real quick, though. Okay. So... I've always been a little thickums. I've never actually had an issue with being overweight. I kind of like my thickness. I've, okay, I've had an issue of being like, I've always been the only big girl, so it's always deemed me as like the funny girl or whatever, but I'm lucky because I like to think I'm funny. I don't know. But like, it was nice to see a plus size girl as the main, um, what do you call it, the main character yeah. in a music video. Yeah. Joe Jonas, who like, Sorry, I am a Jonas Brothers fan at heart. No, no, honey, I was obsessed with, with him. chess. Same so, with chess. Yeah, I love the Jonas Brothers. No, just <laughs> but like to see her dancing in just a t-shirt with this guy yeah. who was gorgeous, and everybody was obsessed. With that. I was like, I can do that. Yeah, I, I, I am, I am also pretty enough to get someone who's 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 that good looking, whatever. Like, yeah, it it made you feel better, better. Like I. I was the whole, I'm going to put myself in the stereotype, but I was that girl who I didn't really have anyone to, like, look up to, apart from, like, That's a Raven and True Jackson. Like, because they were the only TV shows that weren't deemed as, like, the stereotypical black people. Yeah. Like, Keenan and Cal were, like, these stupid, goofy idiots who always got in trouble, who were from, like, the ghetto. Like, I can't... I love them. I I love them. Could you relate to them, though? A little you know bit, I mean? a little bit more so than actually. No, I say that. Look at me, <laughs> ten years on from that. So Reverend, I'm Raven, I'm doing bloody <laughs> like spirituality and shit. Like, for me, like the whole concept of that was doing me having like, a vision. <laughs> see what I mean? Then, like, if it was, like for me, it was like I used to always go like, "Who loves orange soda? Cal loves orange soda. Is it true?" Like, yes, I do. But also, who also loves orange soda? Black people. Why people don't really jump on that that much? Like, yeah. where do you get Mirinda? in chicken shops you can't walk to Tesco and grab a marine and that's what used to annoy me because where would you go and find those chicken shops okay fair in inverted commas the ghetto like okay but, you know yeah. yeah no I hear you I hear you I hear you